<laughs> so you would never guess that we actually had, again, technical difficulties. I was just talking to myself. Oh, we love Bob That's awesome. I know, it's shocking. Anyway, welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hudson Wong. I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. With me, as always, are my co-hosts. Ryan Whitfield and Joey Libro. So aside from that, I'm gonna put that in the back. I'm just gonna move on. Ryan, I have to ask you since you've known him longer than I have, is uh is Joey Bag of Donuts, who by the way was an awesome guest last week, is he totally obsessed with the TV show in the office? Oh, and we lost Ryan. <laughs> oh my god. Joey, are you still there? Yes, sir, I'm still here. All right, all right. So I guess either Ryan didn't want to answer that question or it was like a really sensitive issue for Joey Bag of Donuts. So I couldn't. So, Joey, we're going to have to get you back on the show in order to talk about the office because clearly we can't get a straight answer on this. Hey, Joey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Got another football game tomorrow. Gearing up for that. School's going well, but that's about it. Awesome, awesome. And look, now we got Ryan back. And. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? <laughs> I, guess we, I guess we'll never know how Ryan's doing. I guess, sorry, Ryan. We, we still don't hear you. I don't know what the deal is. Thank you so much, Blog Talk Radio, for making this really, really easy on us. And there we go. We got... Oh, no. Looks like Ryan tried to call in via, via phone and didn't get connected. This, so this is awesome. This is must be super stimulating stuff for our listeners. So you know what, let's, let's just get rolling with stuff because there is going to be so much to talk about anyway. I wanted, uh, We're going to be talking about tonight the good, the bad, and the ugly from week one of the NFL. And uh, we're going to be talking about what games we're going to be looking forward to in week two and why. So lots of stuff to talk about. Let's go ahead and get rolling. So um, just so everyone knows, because there's no way you can see this, Ryan has now called in and dropped off like five times now. So clearly either he has is having massive technical issues of his own, or he just can't get his uh, nerve up to get back on the line of us, Joey. So, hey, we'll start with you, and we'll go through some of this week one stuff that we wanted to talk about. We're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly in week one. So, Joey, why don't you fire away? Tell us uh, what uh, you thought was particularly good for week one of the NFL. This really hurts me to say, but my good for this week is going to have to be Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys offense. Um, wow. They absolutely shredded the Giants. Uh, Dak Prescott was 25 of 32, 405 yards, four touchdowns on a perfect 158.3 passer rating. Um, Ezekiel Elliott only had 13 carries after signing that six-year, $90 million contract extension that we got to talk about with uh, Joey Bagadonas last week. And then we saw an emergence from Michael Gallup, who uh, called in seven passes for 158 yards. Um, it's particular, particularly concerning to me that the Cowboys are doing this well, under, like immediately under a new ops coordinator and Kellen Moore. And he's a very young and innovative coordinator, almost a McVay type. He runs a ton of play action. And I believe the Cowboys scored two touchdowns on, or maybe three touchdowns on play action passes last week against the Giants. Um, granted, the Giants' passing defense is incredibly young, and um, that could have factored into it. Um, but right after the game, I believe Gary Jones said Dak Prescott, uh, his contract extension is imminent, but wouldn't right. uh, uh, comment further on how imminent it is. 
so yeah, that's my that's my good for the week. Wow, it says it says a lot that you're gonna actually uh, pay some tribute here to the Cowboys, uh, but they did look really pretty good on both sides of the ball here. And I am going to, oh look at that, that was uh, Ryan didn't try to get on again, and he just can't uh, he can't get his nerve up to stay online. So well, let's move on to the bad. What was your bad observation for Week One? Um, after kind of talking up the Bucks potential on offense, um, mm-hmm. I kind of put my foot in my mouth with that one. And Jameis Winston and the rest oh, of the yeah. offense kind of looked like crap last week against the 49ers. Um, Jameis Winston had, I believe, um, let's see, Jameis Winston was 20 of 36, 194 yards, a touchdown, but three picks. Um, yep. They didn't really get anything going in the run game either. Ronald Jones only had 75 yards. Um, nothing out of Mike Evans either, which is really disappointing, I'm sure, to Bucks fans and fantasy owners alike. The two receptions yep. for 28 yards. Um, I, I don't know if one game is going to move the needle for the Bucks to start picking the pace and looking for a new starting quarterback. But in my opinion, I think that should have been done last year. Um, hopefully they'll start to come around and see that because I think I don't think Jameis Winston is a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, he doesn't look so good tonight right now as we're talking Thursday night football on, and both teams look pretty subpar right now. Hey, Ryan, are you on the line? I am. Uh, thank you, Blog Talk. I, nothing, nothing I like more than uh, owning a <laughs> couple hundred dollar uh, USB microphone and not being able to use it just because the direct connect's not working. I have to call on it, it myself. It is a great paperweight, though, isn't it? It's <laughs> Oh, it's very nice. Thank you. As always. Yeah, I. I um, but I'm here. This is better or worse. Yeah, this is particularly. I, I was like, I was particularly worried about you, Ryan, because I kept seeing you fly on and off the uh, call board, and I thought, is he having a seizure in his home or something? What's going on over there? So you yeah, are no, obviously having major I tried issues. multiple. I unplugged my headphones to see if it was a headphone issue. It's nothing. I mean, when I when I go to the direct connect link, there is uh, just no audio coming through. So nice is what it nice. is. Thanks, Thank Blog you, Talk. Blog Talk Radio. That it's uh that's fantastic. You, we we've now spent a a good uh, good thirty to fifty percent of our time online talking about how great you are. So everybody everyone knows. Hey Ryan, listen, we were just talking about good, bad, and ugly for week one, and Joey just talked about his good being the Cowboys defense, the bad being Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Um, Cowboys hey, offense for Ryan who didn't hear it. But. Yep. Do you any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, you know I think. I caught the end of Joey's uh, opening take there. Um, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, and, and I think, you know, over the years, I've gotten way more into the analytics of, of sports and I've uh, moved away from eye tests and just being opinionated and trying to have things more fact-based. Yet I find yep. a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be maddening because all of the, and, and I say this with, you know, all due love and respect, um, all of the fantasy nerds get geeked up over that offense. Jameis Winston is not a good NFL quarterback, and I don't know how much mm-hmm. I don't know how much more uh, empirical evidence you need. And I heard Joey said, uh, and you kind of corrected yourself, but you know, you said at first, you know, I don't know if one game's enough to move the needle, and you said, but you know, I have moved on last year, and I'd say, I mean, I've seen whatever thirty plus games to know he's not an NFL quarterback. Not to mention all the all the boneheaded stuff off the field. Then you factor in his, his horrible on play or on field play. And then, and then there's that horrible, and it, it, it can't be talked about enough. A quarterback is supposed to be the leader of your team. And as right. funny as it was, that eat the W thing was just like, I mean, who, who's following that? 
who who on that team I, I can't imagine guys on that team take him serious or say that right. this is a guy I go through a wall for. This is the guy leading us in the bat. He's eating his fingers doing the eat a W. Like it was so corny. It was so cheesy. It, it's you know if it wasn't for that, then Derek Carr would have been the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. You know, the cheesiest way I've ever seen a quarterback after after watching Hard Knocks. But I mean, he made, he made <laughs> right. Derek Carr look like a pro. Um, right. So you know, I, I would just agree that there. I mean, it's just completely disappointing uh, of an organization uh, right now. And you know, the Bruce Arians love and the the overbuying on Chris Godwin. Outside of Mike Evans, spare me on on the Buccaneers. Um, yeah, you know, as I'm far not... as the Cowboys. Sorry, go ahead. Yep. No, I was going to say, I'm not all out on Chris Godwin yet, but um, I don't know if he's going to be successful in this system. So, yeah, go ahead. You can talk about the Cowboys. Bad, but he wasn't, he wasn't worth a fourth-round pick like a lot of people are spending on him in fantasy. Because, sure. again, people just got too, too carried away with this Buccaneers team. Um, but the, the, on the other end of it, the Cowboys, I know you have to take uh, – and sorry, Joey uh, – but I know you have to take it with a grain of salt who they played. With that said, that team is loaded front to back. And, and we saw glimpses of the offense look like that last year. The offense looks even better this year. I think Randall Cobb's a huge addition. We saw Michael Gallup all of a sudden come out of, you know, not come out of nowhere, but really take a, a leap forward. You know what Amari yeah. Cooper is capable of. Uh, you know, I, I have my doubts about how, how the longevity of Jason Witten uh, in that role, but it's already better than what they got out of the tight end position last year. You obviously, you obviously get, uh, uh, Trent Fredericks back at center. So the offensive line is re-fortified. And then on the defensive side, I've been on record saying this, I think they are the best young linebacking duo in football. Now, that is different than the best linebacking duo in football, but the best young linebacking duo, uh, right. linebacking duo in football is there. They have an unbelievable front seven across the board, uh, led by Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, that's just that's a loaded roster. And, um, you know, I, I, I heard several uh, inside NFL guys, uh, who, and they were doing it, you know, uh, a bold prediction, but like they weren't like doing like the crazy bold predictions. And there, a lot of people in that uh, area had predicted um, the Cowboys as a dark horse in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. And I kind of scoffed. I, I don't think it's buying in too much to Week One to say that there is enough talent on that Cowboys team that if Jason Garrett stays out of the way, they could they could be the NFC champion at the end of the season. Wow. Wow, look at that. That's something. That is something. So, hey, listen, to, so there's a lot we can say about that. I, I agree with the takes you guys had so far. Let's go ahead and finish off Joey's ugly pick, and then we're going to swing around to you, Ryan, and t- find out your good, bad, and ugly from week one. So, Joey, what do you have down as your ugly pick of the week? Well, I hate to do this to you, but <laughs> my ugly <laughs> for the week is going to be the Mitch Trubisky and the Bears offense. Oh, my gosh. Was that was ugly. So painful to watch on Thursday night. I was so excited for the season. And then we just get this 10-3 to 3 barn burner of a game. Oh, uh, man, I hate every second of it. Um, I mean, the only positive that you can probably take out of that – thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> the only positive was probably Allen Robinson, seven catches, 102 yards. But Trubisky just looked scared back there. He was missing wide-open windows. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a Bears fan like you. I'm kind of shaking in my boots seeing if he's going to pick things up this year. I mean, I, I think Major's a great offensive line, and if Trubisky can't put it together with a decent amount of – I wouldn't say he has great weapons, but I'd say he has serviceable ones with Montgomery and Cohen and Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. Um, but I'd start getting scared. <laughs> Yeah, I'm already scared. Trust me, I'm I'm already looking forward and saying, "Gosh, can we even beat the stupid Denver Broncos?" I'm not even 100% sure. 
because if Trubisky has made this many steps back, this is a major alarm, 10 alarm problem for the Bears. All right, let's go ahead and swing over to you, Ryan. Um, you're good, bad, and ugly. Let's start with your good from week one. My good. Um, and don't say Patriots beating up on the Steelers because no. we, we all knew that was going to happen, although no. uh, not that badly. My good uh, was was the was going to be the the, the Cowboys. Um, you know, we should. I, okay. If I had a little more involved in the pre-shot, I had that ready to go uh, with an alternate. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say I'll say my good is, and I, I'll I'll say good, but it'll be a negative good. But I'm okay. that's fun for me. My good is that uh, the Jets still suck. Um, my good <laughs> okay. is that Le'Veon Bell made zero difference. <laughs> Uh, my my good is that they had a 16 point lead at home and blew it to the Buffalo Bills. My good is that I don't know if you saw the press conference today about the mono with Sam Darnold, but yep. the, the attitude that uh, that Gase had during that press conference really struck me as just bizarre. He had the hat yeah. pulled down, uh, which I don't know if that was just to keep the eyes in check, but whatever. He had the he had the hat pulled pulled down. He's just like. It was almost like he was pissed off at at, uh, at Darnold for getting for getting mono, and and maybe it's because he feels like he's on a short leash, and this might be his last opportunity. Um, and to that, I'd say maybe you shouldn't have sucked as a coach everywhere except for where you had Peyton Manning and uh, and, and a loaded Denver roster. I mean, that's on you, dude. Stop sucking. Like I don't know, like you know, maybe maybe learn <laughs> like you know, not to you know, tout a Patriot guy, but as much as Josh McDaniels has been given crap about how long he's taken to pick another job, I mean, you get two chances in the NFL. So when you fail at the first one, I don't know. You know what happens when you launch into the second one? You're Rex Ryan, and you're up in that Monday Night Football pregame booth within three years. I mean, it's just yep. – so I, I, that whole thing. But my point, my overall takeaway there is as, as somebody who hates that organization, it is good that it's still an absolute circus. And Le'Veon Bell, who thinks he can really impact and change uh, franchises' uh, fortunes and, and really impact games, went there and helped his team score 16 points at home against Buffalo week one. So welcome back. That's me clapping. I don't have the sound effect. Wait, now welcome back. Nice, <laughs> nice job, Jets. You've, uh, you've really figured it out. You've you got, you got, you got, you got a running back who doesn't, who doesn't really actually impact the game that your, coach, your head coach didn't want, but you still allowed him to get signed by a GM and go through the draft process and then fire him. And, you know, the whole thing's just a mess. It's just typical Woody Johnson and typical New York Jets. So um, okay. that was All right. good. That, was very happy to see yep. You. All right. Well, that's kind of – Kind of what I expected to happen here. Uh, you, you're good, so I, I kind of I worry about what your bad is going to be. What's your bad of the week one? Well, my bad is somebody who I've really, really turned on in this league, and it is Aaron Rodgers. Um, wow. That press conference after that game the other night was a freaking joke, I, and, I, and I I can't even. I don't think it's been talked about enough. The we got a defense. We got a de- dude. Uh, this is the guy that you, some of you want to try to tell me is the greatest quarterback of all time that's better than Tom Brady. The guy who was basically making the biggest, most public excuse he could in front of the world. He put up 10 points, and that Bears defense is a great defense. I'm yep. not ready to call them an all-time defense. They're not the 2013 Seahawks. They're not, um, they're not the 2001 Ravens. Like they, are, they are not the 2015 Broncos, I don't think. I think they're a half tick below that. Good defense, really good defense. But you put up 10 points, and he comes out and beats his chest. I mean, just, like, talk about finger-pointing at the organization and, and, you know, just, like, reading his own headlines that it's everybody else's fault. And he's just, like, you're just, oh, God, it just rubbed me the wrong way, 10 ways to Sunday. Yep. And I look at it and say, like, if you're going to score 10 points, 
I think that defense is much improved. Do you know how I feel about Jair Alexander? Just for the record, yes. I could call that before anybody. Before any, any hey, you knew sure Jair did. Alexander was, I you told sure you he was going to be an elite corner. Well, hands down the best <laughs> corner out of that class last year. Um, but, you know, so I believe in that defense too. But if you're going to go out there and roll out 10-point performances, good luck, Aaron. Good luck. Just, yep. just an, uh, an absolute winner in terms of play. I think mentally a bit of a loser. Yep, beating down Aaron Rodgers, love it. Always a big fan of that. Let's turn to your ugly. What's the ugly observation of week one? So I think, you know, I don't think this is being talked about enough, and and I think that it is uh, a really ugly situation. Um, And when I look at the landscape of the NFL, a sport that I love and care about a lot, um, and I do care about its future, um, you know, this is supposed to be a league that's built on – polarity and uh or parity not polarity parity where the yep. you know it's supposed to be an even playing field for everybody and the new england patriots are about to go 19 and 0 and that mm-hmm. really 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 sucks for the rest of you guys i mean oh, the dolphins god. might as well not even show oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> this team another one i called another one i called i told you guys in the preseason how dominant this defense was going to be this is this is the best Patriots defense since 2004, and that's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. That's not me overreacting to one game. This Patriot defense now has given up six points in in consecutive weeks spanning over two seasons, consecutive football weeks spanning over two seasons to the okay. Los Angeles Rams in a dome, and to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in in a clear September night. Uh, Those okay. two teams put up six points total. This this defense is is, is elite. And they get to add in Kyle Van Noy, which means <laughs> you're going to have Juwan <laughs> Bentley. You're going to have Jamie Collins as your third and fourth linebackers. I mean, the pass rushers, they're rotating in and out. Guys who were, who were their number two and number three pass rushers last year are now coming off fourth or fifth in that rotation. The defensive line interior has gotten better. Danny Shelton also knows how to play football. Don't ask me how that happened. It just did. He also knows okay. he's going to be an elite nose tackle for some reason. So the Patriots are going to dominate. And, and I'm not kidding, 19 and 0 is on the table. It's not hyperbole. I'm not overreacting. Uh, it's the last thing for them to achieve. Uh, they didn't get it done, done in 07. And unless a major injury happens or this Antonio Brown situation completely combusts and Josh Gordon pulls Josh Gordon down with it um, yep. and then Brady gets hurt, they're at 19 and 0. It's, it's just going to happen. Wow. You, you need and just mark it. Wow. I, I, as I, you know, I have to say, your good was how bad the Jets are. Your ugly is how awesome the Patriots are. That's fantastic. Thanks for completely turning this exercise around on us. Um, hey, Joey, do you have any thoughts on uh, on uh, the good, bad, and ugly that uh, that uh, we just heard from uh, from Ryan? Well, she sure loves to talk about the Patriots. That's really <laughs> that's it's really definitely true. No, but that if only the Giants were worth talking about, Joey. If only the Giants were worth talking about. Oh, man. But no, that Adam Gase thing was really, really strange. He's been coming off super weird the last week, saying, like, I'm the coach. Last last week, he's super weird. Those are the decisions I'm paid to make, and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And there was a lot of jokes about the Darnold and getting getting mono, and I was laughing at all of those, so I can understand why he was mad about Darnold getting mono. Um, But uh, that's all I got. All team. right, that's good thoughts there. Hey, listen, I'll give you my, my good, bad, and ugly real quick. Uh, the good, I would say Kyler Murray, but only in the fourth quarter. I mean, they came back, and he completed 29 of 54 passes for 308 yards, two touchdowns in the INT in a comeback tie 
against the Detroit Lions in overtime where they were down 6 to 24 early in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought that was great, but that was one quarter. Uh, now I don't mean I don't know if that means he's he's picking it up and he's finally starting to click that Air Raid's offense is trying to starting to click or the Lions self-combusted. It's really hard to tell. I thought that was kind of good though to see that he wasn't a complete bust because the first three quarters looked terrible. And of course, Drew Brees and the Saints is my other good because 32 of 43 for 370 yards, two touchdowns, one an INT and a last second last last second 58-yard field goal win for Will Lutz, man, that was something. That was really something, and that really t- demonstrated to me the the veteran presence of Drew Brees as well as just that entire team. It looks really good. Um, and then, uh, as far as the bad, I have to say injuries. They've been massive injuries, two of which uh, are going to probably impact your team at least somewhat significantly. Hunter Henry, who suffered a tibia plateau fracture in his left knee in Week One, now out at least four to six weeks. Chargers coach Anthony Lynn found a little optimistic and said that, well, we're not going to put him on IR, but they said only that the team is just hopeful to get Henry back by the end of the season. Doesn't sound great. And of course, Darius Geis now out. And that is a real bummer because, um, you know, I actually thought that he might be, uh, he might be somebody who's going to make some headway this week. And of course my ugly is Antonio Brown. I have to mention it. I won't spend any time on it because of the fact that everybody's everybody's been following the saga. Everyone knows September 7th, he signed with the Patriots worth, uh, for a one-year deal worth $15 million and $9 million in signing bonus, and he had a second-year option worth $20 million guaranteed. Uh, there was some chatter from Chris Mortensen about the fact that he had advice from a social media consultant to accelerate his release from the Raiders. There's no evidence of that, but that was out there. And then September 10th, this uh, Brown getting sued by his former trainer, Brittany Taylor, who claims uh, that Brown uh, sexually assaulted her, uh, him, uh, her twice during the training sessions in June 2017. And also forcibly raped her. So a lot of bad, bad juju there. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Brown is practicing with the Pats this week. Reports are that he has a real chance he'll play this weekend unless the NFL steps in for some reason. So I'm just going to stop there. And I actually want to get your guys' thoughts on my um, on the injury situation and on Antonio Browns. So we'll start with the injuries first. Um, Joey, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the injuries to Hunter Henry and Darius Geis uh, and other injuries around the league and how that might impact them? Well, in terms of Hunter Henry and Darius Geist, all the all the old guys in the league are rubbing their hands together. Antonio Gates is going to get another contract. And, <laughs> right, one more time. And for Antonio Gates. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, Antonio Gates is coming back one more time. I thought he's been retired for a long time, but nope. He's going to come back. He's going to be a Charger. He's going to touch more touchdowns from Philip Rivers. He's right. he's probably he's probably off his tackle size at this point. They could probably use him as a third tackle. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> He's stay on the line. Um, that's all, line that's all I got injury-wise in the league. Okay. The and, uh, and Ryan, what are your thoughts on the injuries? Yeah, I mean, Hunter Henry's a sad situation. It's a guy who, um, you know, we all think is super talented. It's one of those things that, you know, it, when you look at it, it's really just one one year of, like, solid body of work. And right. now it's year after year of injury. And, you know, it might be a situation where when he's finally back, that he's just never the same again. And, you know, we might not ever know if he really would have been an elite tight end or if he just flashed in the pan um, because yep. it might, you know, it, it might not be the end. It might not be that he just wasn't that good. If he doesn't come back as good, it could just be the injury. So um, right. I think that that one, obviously unfortunate. Um, and know, Darius uh, Geis, how do you feel about Geis? Darius Geis, I, I do not, I want to be clear. I do not root for people to get injured. Right. But, as I have said multiple times on this show, on Wally's show, we all know what a fan of Bryce Love I am. So maybe this cracks the door open a little bit if I want to find the silver okay. lining 
Bryce Love is on all of my watch lists currently. Okay. <laughs> if he's going to get a crack here at all. So, again, I would never wish an injury on somebody. I want to be clear right. about that. But from a selfish standpoint, the Bryce Love opportunity, I think um, – I actually think probably one of the, the more – not sad, but um, crappy injuries is a guy – who I think that uh, that you didn't mention is a guy who I think was poised to maybe have a breakout season. Who's kind of been a guy on the bubble that people have been in on, but he hasn't turned out, hasn't panned out yet. Got a new opportunity. He's on a one-year deal. A uh, guy like coming out of college that I've since lost a little faith in, um, as a lot of people have. Uh, Devin Funches. I think that injury yeah. really, really sucks for him from a personal level. He has a one-year, ten million dollar deal. Um, this is going to cost him on his next contract, so he's probably back on a one-year prove-it deal again next year, which, again, gives him another opportunity to get hurt and have this happen. Um, mm-hmm. I just can't see – and he should be back at some point, but what's he going to play, four or five games? I don't I don't have the Colts yeah. in the playoffs right now. So if he comes nope. back for four or five games, is he going to do enough to warrant, you know, a three-year contract that's more than four or five million dollars a year? Probably not. And does he want to make that? No. So um, from a personal standpoint, really sucks for Devin Funches. Really sad to see him. I mean, if you watch the play live, he got up in the arm and was just hanging as he walked back. I instantly yeah. said that's a collarbone. I mean, you just you knew it was bad news when you saw it. Most definitely. And I, I do kind of feel a little bit bad for him, but he definitely got derailed from the major injury he had while he was in um when he was over in uh um Carolina. But you know, hey, you know, it's it's a tough break. Uh, maybe he'll make it back here, but I don't think there's gonna be much for him to uh, do with the huh? I with that goal. said it was a tough break. Uh, sorry, yeah, oh, not intended. Totally unintended. Totally unintended. I was being too nice there for a second, so I had to say something kind of. You know, yeah, no, that was good. Stuff. That was good. Yeah. I, I'm glad you caught that. I did. I, I wish I actually intended to say that because that would have been it would have been way cooler had I not stumbled there and thought, what What does he mean? Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So hey, let's turn over to Antonio Brown just for a second. Um, just for a split second. Just instant reaction here from you guys, Joey. What's your instant reaction here, of Antonio Brown? Um, and this situation with the uh, with the lawsuit and the Patriots. Um, the situation really turned from something that we could all laugh at and joke about, like all the AB memes and Mr. Big Chest, blah blah blah, to something like incredibly serious and something that, if true, should keep him out of the league. Um, the the claims that this woman's making um, are horrifying and to think that he gets to walk around and play in the NFL if those things are true is terrible and should not happen. Um, but we know this isn't always a just world. Um, I'm interested to see how this plays out in terms of his time with the Patriots and his time in the NFL as a whole. But um, at, the, at this time, it's just, it's just sad. Yep, I, I totally agree with that. And, of course, the very interesting fallout from that is that Antonio Bryant, not Antonio Brown, has gotten a lot of – got inflamed on Twitter for, like, the last three days. And he keeps telling people, that's not me. You got the wrong AB. Uh, poor guy. I feel bad for Antonio Bryant. Um, let me turn to you. and I'm interested to hear your take on this, Ryan. Antonio Brown and his entire situation, uh, how do you think this is going to sort out? What's your instant reaction to it? Um, so I find this – so I, I knew we were going to talk about this tonight. Um, Wait out in my head for, for several minutes. Uh, it's a bit of an understatement. Um, how I wanted to approach this and, and what I wanted to say tonight. Um, I could definitely dive down a political rabbit hole here and really uh, go off, but um, I'm going to start with work my way down here, and I won't take more than like 60 seconds. But to start, um, I think anyone who's speaking on this as a Patriot fan 
where that's their priority or anyone who just wants to see bad things happen to the Patriots. Um, it's distasteful and disgusting. And, and if you've been on Twitter, you've seen it. Um, there's a yep. lot of people who are more concerned about the colors of the jersey he wears on both sides. Um, I do not personally care that he's a Patriot player. He's been here for two, three days. Um, and I don't care if he doesn't play it down. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, this team's going 19-0. You saw what Philip Dorsett did against uh, being the third guy being covered in this offense the other night. Uh, you killed Harry the first-round pitch coming back in, like, week 10, and he's going to be going against the fourth-best uh, coverage. Um, so this team's going to be fine either way, uh, with or without AD. They don't need him. Um, so I think that's important to note. What I will say uh, from just my, my personal standpoint is that um, I really, really hate the time that we live in where instant reaction, instant need to, to stake a claim one way or the other is, is, is first and foremost. Uh, if AB did what he's accused of doing, then, you know, there's, there's no space for that. Uh, I've been on record for years with the Ray McDonald stuff uh, when that was completely overlooked by the NFL and by fans of the NFL. Um, you know, any kind of violence against women, anything that disgusting, no place for it. Uh, with mm-hmm. that said, you know, I believe, I believe in due process. I believe in the, uh, the, the legal system. Certainly not, not an attorney like some people on this show, but it was a law minor in college. <laughs> Um, so I do not have uh, I do not have a law degree, but I have taken several law courses, and I and I do have a basic understanding of the American justice system. Um, right. To the point that I say that, regardless of what you think, he is he's entitled to due process, and I say that no matter what the crime is committed. Uh, in 2019, you're not supposed to say that. So, is what it is. Uh, I, I pretty much tried to block out all the noise on Twitter from it and stuff. Um, if uh, you know if he if he does play this weekend, I know it's going to be an interesting look. My thoughts on it from a Patriot standpoint, just to tell you how I feel, is that they do have, um, and I know a lot of teams probably have this, but the Patriots have, uh, there's been reports, I don't know if it's official or if it's just whispers, but I know that there's been stuff said about them having ex-FBI agents working for them, uh, ex-state uh, state, uh, state, uh, police officials working for them, that they have hired uh-huh. as like, private investigators to go and dig up information. I find it very hard to believe if they, and they, they could absolutely be wrong, if they uh-huh. thought he was guilty that he'd be out there practicing and, and intending to play. If, if they haven't done their due diligence on this, this is a horrible look for the Patriots because from a brand perspective, if, if, if this goes through and then he gets convicted of rape, um, even if it's in a civil law, you know, where they just found probable, uh, or right. God, I'm going to forget the, the, the civil law uh, burden of proof, but whatever. They, you know, yep. he's, he's found and has to pay on that. They'll have now had a rapist and a murderer suit up and play in this dynasty. It's a horrible look for them. So, I, I, it is it is interesting to me just how much they've flown by the seat of their pants on it. It seems like um, I, I'm surprised they haven't held them out, and I'm surprised he's not on the, on the commissioner's exempt list. I, I, it sounds like they're waiting to meet um, with Brittany Taylor before they make yep. a determination on that. But this is this is the exact reason the list exists, right? I mean, a, yep. before anything was really investigated on AP, he was put on that list in 2000 and whatever it was, 13, 2014. I don't understand how AP is out there practicing right now to really. It's, a, it's really not a great PR look uh, for the NFL. Yeah. Um, and, and, well, you know, the thing is that, as you mentioned, like, this is this is a civil case, so it's not – I mean, a lot of times – I mean, traditionally, the, the uh, commissioner's exempt list is used when there's a criminal – when criminal charges are pending or at least they're, they're look like there will be criminal charges pending. It doesn't seem like there's any p- potential that there will be criminal charges pending against Brown. But, he, hey, who knows? We, we don't know um, and, and you all know, the background. And you know more about it. Yeah, and you know more about it than me, but, you know, I, I saw one, and I don't know where he was from or what his allegiances or biases could be, but I did see one attorney post on uh, – retweeted on Facebook or on Twitter saying that 
uh, if the NFL puts him on the exempt list, because this is a civil claim, it would be the, uh, the equivalent of, in a criminal claim, someone threatening to call the cops on you, and then the NFL, because you were someone threatened to call the cops on you, putting you on there. Like, that's the level that we're at right. in the process that to put him on the exempt list would basically set that if anyone ever points a finger at you and says anything, they could do it. I'm just saying that for a PR conscious league, I'm surprised they have it going on, especially because the NFL tends to underpunish and then overpunish. And I think we can all agree they probably underpunished on Tyreek Hill. So I would think that the book and the hammer would be coming down on AB right now to avoid having that same look. But he is very visible I mean, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. I mean, between the two of them, I and mean, it's a rough start to the 2019 NFL season for, for the league. Yep. Well, all good thoughts there. I definitely don't disagree with any of that. And obviously, it's a very serious situation, um, but it'll be interesting to see how this is all going to pan out. But let's go ahead and ring the bell on that, because I do want to talk about one more thing before we sign off for the night. Um, and, uh, and that is to talk about week two, because week two has started, although it stopped again, because I guess we're on a rain delay or something. But the fact of the matter is that week two has started, and there's a, there was a lot of games that I was just surprised by in week one. So let's get those, uh, let's get that week two game that you're looking forward to uh, watching and why let's start with you, Joey. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I could go with the easy Saints Rams one, um, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm going to go with Cardinals Ravens, uh, two exciting young quarterbacks, uh, two explosive offenses um, could be the future of our league. Who knows? Um, so I'll be flipping back and forth. Oh, the Giants are getting their ass beat by uh, Buffalo. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's an, that's also an interesting one, actually. Uh, let me switch over to you there, Ryan, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you're excited to see the Patriots beat down on the uh, Miami Dolphins. But what other game on week two are you interested in seeing? I was gonna say, I mean, that that's a close number two. In in '07, I think Randy Moss had two touchdowns, and the Pats had 21 points in like the first eight minutes in week two in Miami. <laughs> uh, Might be able to beat that. And, and if we if we if we step away from the whole legal thing we talked about, if Antonio Brown plays they might put up 35 points in the first quarter. That is one of the worst football teams I've ever seen in Miami in the, yeah. in the report that they, after the game in the, in the locker room, that the guys were like ready to quit. It's like yeah. something you've never heard before after week one. So that's going to be, that's going to be a fun game. Um, but no, Joey called it the easy one. I call it the obvious one. I tweeted about this the other night too. I'm not rooting for the Rams. You know what? I know that that rule was kind of stupid the other night, but it was the rule. And you know what? I can already tell how New Orleans is going to be about this. This is going to be a persecution complex, and it's just as annoying as the Patriots were with the Flate Gate, like the Patriot fans. Like, they missed the call. The whole world knows they missed the call. I mean, they, they were ready to boo at the drop of a hat the other night. It was, it yep. was a joke. I'm not going to listen to that all year. You got robbed. Move on. Life sucks. Right. You know, the, the old boy meets world advice. You know, Eric Matthews once punt, uh, smacked Corey Matthews in the head and said, life's tough, life's tough wear a helmet. Like, get over right. it. You got screwed. We all know it. So, you know what? You want to sit there and be babies on opening night seven months later after that? Then fine. I hope the Rams smoke New Orleans on Sunday. And, I, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I want them to come out and hang up a 40-point 40, a night on them and hold them in the 20s. I want this a double-digit victory, and that's what I'm looking forward to in week two. Wow, I love the fact you made a boy meets world reference right in there in the middle of that analyst and analysis. That's fantastic. Yeah, my age. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, let me just say the, the and this is going to be probably not as uh, not the game that everyone's looking forward to, but I'm actually kind of curious as to what's up with the Oakland Raiders. Are they for real or is it the Denver Broncos are just absolutely horrid? And I really liked what I saw out of Josh Jacobs. And I'll be interested to see what the uh, Kansas City Chiefs will be like without Tyreek Hill, uh, because he will be definitely not playing for several weeks now. So Kansas City at Oakland. I mean, hey, I, I think that'd be kind of a fun one to watch. Um, I've 
pretty pretty sure that Kansas City will take care of business, but it wasn't like their defense was any good. Uh, and Oakland did not seem terrible. And in some ways, I'm kind of rooting for Oakland to do something this year, even though I, I'm pretty sure that Gruden will find a way to blow the place up in, in no time anyway if they start getting successful. But I'm, I'm kind of rooting for them to be a little successful this year in light of the A-B thing and in light of the leaving Oakland thing. All right, guys, we are all out of time. Uh, and and <laughs> it doesn't look like we missed anything on – uh, Thursday night football because I guess it's raining. So let's go ahead and get everybody's social media so people can follow you. Ryan, your social media, people can follow you. Yeah, so on that Oakland team, quickly, I'll say that I agree. There, I think there's some interesting, uh, you know, storylines there. The Jonathan Abrams injury does change things and it does suck. Yeah. Uh, Watch right. Mississippi State last year. Was excited to watch him. Um, really interesting guy in hard knocks. So that changes it a little bit in my opinion. But anyways, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Whitfield NE and Thursday night football just kicks back off. So we only missed like three plays. Lucky us. Love it. I love it. We, this is how we take care of you guys, our listeners. So Joey, what's your social media so people can follow you? Uh, I'm at Joey Libro. All right. So follow everybody. And of course, don't forget the fact that we have our NFL picks up on our website right now. So go check them out at footballgarbagetime.com. We're also going to have uh, uh, some DFS picks, some football waiver wire picks coming out every Sunday night. We've got lots of stuff coming out on the website. Check it out. Thanks, everyone, for wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week.